0: So Today we're going to be uh, looking at, at 1 Peter 5-7 And really want to look at the topic of worrying uh, Last week we looked at what Jesus Christ has to say why, why I want to look at this Because day-to-day life we could easily what All of us struggle with worrying With anxiety of some sorts right? Um, are there things Rebecca Abigail How do you guys worry about?
1: Yes, what do you
0: guys worry day. about? Well, what do you worry about every day? He worrying about
1: someone in the house that's gonna rob us. Worrying <laughs> if someone's gonna
0: come into our house and rob us. Okay. So wow, that's really dramatic. Your in the room.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I don't trust fully myself. Okay. You are worried about dogs? You said. No, they're Talk.
1: always worried Talk. about
0: the dark. Dark. Okay. Okay. Oh, huh, it's interesting. Abigail, you feel anything? You Somewhere, want to share? Come oh, you worried helps. about? Okay. Someone coming? to you Okay. Anything you're worried about, Abigail? Okay, good Okay Oh, not good Okay, interesting, okay Yeah, I guess we all have worries, right? Um, I was picturing my daughters had no worries You wake up, three square meals a day right? Homework, lessons um, All that, okay? But we all, I guess we, that's our nature, right? Uh, we're always worrying uh, with things So, like this, today we're going to be answering three questions uh, To d- help us deal with what we worry about uh, The three questions today is Number one is, what is anxiety? Okay, we're going to look at what the word, uh, in terms of the original Greek, means. Uh, what is anxiety? And number two, what do we need to do with anxiety, okay? What do we need to do with anxiety? And number three, why should you handle your anxiety biblically, okay? Uh, so first one is really identifying the problem. Number two is, uh, what, what is the solution, our responsibility? And number three is the motivation, like the reason why we should handle uh, do things this way, okay? So just, this is very short, okay? And even in the beginning, um, this is in what uh, book in the Bible? Uh, this is quoting from what book? First. First Peter. First Peter. Good. Okay. Uh, by the way, in asking in this question, I think it's important because we ask the questions. Did Peter ever worry ever in his life?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Uh, I think he did too. He's yes. like you under know, the
1: water when they're out in the boat.
0: Yeah. Okay. When uh he went to Jesus, he started freaking out. Like, oh, what if I fall in the water? Right. Uh, Okay, that's an example Or even with the rest of the disciples They were so concerned about drowning They were saying Jesus, how come you don't care about us at all, right? There was
1: that part where Jesus was crucified And then the rooster crowed three times Okay That was a worry
0: Yeah, I imagine he was very worried too, right? He's betrayed the Lord He's, um, you know, Jesus whom he loved is, is dying, okay? You could picture there's anxiety that he has in his life Different part. I bring up to say is this Because uh, I think sometimes Knowing the background Why we do study Is when we know who the author is It's not just academic So you can say Oh I know Peter wrote this And we're in church history Who believed this And But it's really so that we know Like oh in light of their struggles This is also something He has something to teach us Okay uh, So in light of this uh, I think we ask the question Is what do we worry about each week I know last week I draw the analogy Sometimes like Worrying is like ice You cut the top part of the ice In the water Because what the ice goes back, right? The top part melts, facing the sun, and then, or, or face, you know, up. The sun is shining upon it, but then something else always replaces it, right? Keeps going up. So I think, ask ourselves, what do we worry about? And we want to take it to the Lord, okay? So the first question is, what is anxiety, and why I like early going through different version is different version says different things. Some version cast your care. Uh, I, I, by the way, when we're saying this, I'm not saying any translation that we read today is bad. But sometimes it's to be more, um, even more precise, gives us more meaning, okay? Uh, and sometimes also we could have the wrong idea. Care, uh, for instance, like cast off care. Thank you, Josh, for being the doorman, okay? So we want to ask the question is what is anxiety? In my version, New American Standard Bible, we use the word anxiety. Hey, hey Caleb, okay? We're on First Peter chapter 5 tonight. Uh, And our topic tonight uh, for you, Caleb, coming in is we're talking about worrying. Last week we looked at worrying and this week, okay? So I'm thinking about um, even next week we'll talk about things more practically also as well for for our life, okay? Mm -hmm. So what is uh, anxiety, okay? So in my version, it says anxiety. What version do you use? you use ESV or Holman Christian Press?
1: This one is uh, NASB.
0: Okay, NASB, okay. You picked that because we use primary NASB, is that correct?
1: No, I just... Okay. No, I
0: have. Okay, good. Okay. So in, in the Greek, it's a word as uh, merima, okay? Uh, outside in the Bible, this word is off, off, of course used outside the Bible uh, because the Bible uses actually everyday language for people to understand, okay? Um, in classical Greek, that is in uh, Greek before there's a New Testament, um, it's used in a sense of you, when you have a big attention, concern for something, and also when you are, have a spirit of being disquiet uh with oneself right like when you're worrying we think of it um that inside us it's not all calm and peaceful right there's a sense of maybe a storm within inside ourselves okay um so it appears also in the greek translation of the hebrew bible in a noun and verbal form okay let's actually look at this because the reason why we're looking at this is so that we could see more of the understanding of the word um, and I think as we as we look at it, I think we could also say Wow, maybe these are things we're going through Or maybe things we've gone through in our life That if we were to write poetry of how we feel This is the same way scripture would describe it okay? We turn to Psalm
1: 55
0: Yeah, Psalm 55 verse 22, how'd you know? Oh, I
1: looked at oh, uh, it right. online
0: Okay, Psalm 55 verse 22, okay Psalm 55 verse 22 Okay, when we turn there to Psalm 55 verse 22 um Caleb, could I have you read Psalm 20:55 verse 22? Again, Psalm 55 verse
1: 22. Okay. <coughs> Psalm 22. Cast your burden upon the Lord, and He will sustain you. He will not. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, the noun form of the Greek word for anxiety is appears here. Uh, of course, the Hebrew is originally, uh, um, correction. The Old Testament is originally written in Hebrew, but then it was translated for Greek. Just like uh, I think the example ours give is uh, um, I am Chinese ethnically, right? But could I could I read Chinese? No. Oh, no, I can't. Only the only thing is uh 1 to 10, and big, and Zhongguo and that's it, okay? That's only all Chinese I can read, okay? So uh, last year, uh, for fun, I just thought, oh, I would like to read Sunju, right? Art of War, right? But then I can't read it in Chinese, so I have to read it in what? The English translation, okay? uh, So in the same way, back then, a lot of the Jews lost their... Hebrew also as well in Jesus' time Because a lot of them were lived overseas To do business Because of exile Because of war And everything in the past So then they know only the language Everyone else speaks Which back then was like The equivalent of English Like you go to most airports International airport has English Right somewhere So you run into eventually Someone that knows English uh, Same thing back then The equivalent of English was Greek Even though it was the Roman Empire Okay um, So when they use a Greek translation of the Old Testament If you look at the word It says cast your burden the word burden here um, is actually translated with the uh, Greek word anxiety in the Greek translation. And uh, here the burden is the idea of something heavy, okay? So when we think about anxiety, don't we think of it as something a heavy load in our hearts, right? Mm-hmm. Heavy. So there's that sense that's being captured um, there, okay? So And actually, if you look at this verse, this look, verse looks very similar to what? Our main passage. 1 Peter 5, 7, right? When it says, Cast your burden upon the Lord, okay? Uh, if you sometimes hear like old English uh, preachers, they'll say, Cast your burden. And I used to wonder, like, why does it say burden? Because uh, isn't it in our English Bible it says, Cash your care? And I think it's because of the influence uh, of the Old Testament, knowing that, okay? Actually, if you know uh, Peter, I think Peter knows his Old Testament, okay? And this is one of the reasons uh, for me, even as sometimes there's a lot of things I don't fully know yet or understand with the Old Testament, but why I don't fully throw it away is because the New Testament writers, it seems to be that draws so much rich inspiration from the Old Testament. Actually, the Old Testament uh, is assumed, uh, then it's, it's built upon, it's believed, and then it's blossoming into greater understanding of death, of God's grace and mercy, okay? Um, so Psalm 55, verse 22, shows the idea that anxiety has idea to do with what? With well, heavy burden, okay? Uh, think about poetry, think about songs, we often say a heavy burden, right, that we have, okay? So let's look at a verbal form. Turn with me to Second Samuel seven ten. So if you're in Psalms, you're going to be heading towards the more the front of the book. Okay, um, you're going to be moving uh, left direction. Second Samuel seven verse ten. Okay, Second Samuel verse seven verse ten. Okay, Second Samuel chapter seven verse ten. Uh, Abigail, uh, would you be able to read that for us tonight? We're just going around with everyone to read. Okay, Second Samuel seven verse ten. It might be a little long, but I think you'll be able to do it.
1: Israel, I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and I plant them next, and I will plant them. That they may dwell in the place of their own
0: and move m- no more. Move no more. Okay, good.
1: Nor shall the sons of the with oppress them any more, as previously.
0: Okay, good. Okay. Now, we have context. Um, what's going on in Second Samuel is uh, Israel's second king is named David. Okay. You guys remember the first king was Saul. He wasn't really that good, right? Um, So David takes his place after Saul's died, and David actually wants to build a temple for God. Okay, wants to build a temple for God. But then God tells him, "Oh, um, because you're a man of war, you've been in. You're a man of violence. You're not going to be someone that's going to be the king that will build the temple." Okay. Which, by the way, even showing that even the Old Testament wars, um, war is never a pretty thing. okay? Okay. Even if there's a side that's always right. Uh, More right than the other It's always something that is very ugly Okay Uh, And here in this verse You see here uh, What he's saying here Is God is saying Hey you know I will uh, allow my people to To yes have a a temple um, And have a place Okay And if you see the word here uh, I know uh, Abigail when she read She says and not be moved Does any of your versions say something else Instead of not be moved Uh, New American standards say Not be disturbed again Anyone else? version say something else different? Oh
1: uh, mine should. So that is the they may live there and uh, not be disturbed again.
0: My dude dude, be disturbed, okay. Okay, good, okay. Um, okay. What does your version say? With the children one. Uh, where's ten?
1: Mine says, Bleep, 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 bleep.
0: Uh, what does yours say? Uh, Jin, sorry.
1: <laughs> no, mine says, uh,
0: Okay, we will not be okay Good, okay uh, Welcome, Ben Also, I want to say welcome, Ben Okay So, Ben, I know you just dropped in uh, We're talking about the topic of not worrying Based upon uh, 1 Peter 5.17 But we're looking at the word, how it means And in, in terms of the Greek translation of the word in the Old Testament So the word here, uh, I know it says do not be moved And you can just It almost has the idea of, oh, they're not going to move again Like I said, if you, you used to live here In Pasadena, then you move to, I don't know, another state or something like that. But the word there actually, the word disturb is actually what is used for anxiety. That's translated here. And this idea in the Hebrew word is my idea of shaking, okay, of trembling is is better. So it's basically God is saying, you know, uh, to David, you know what? I will take care of my people if they turn back to me, uh, they will not be shaken. They will not be shaken from anxiety, okay? Have you guys anyone here... um, you know, like, uh, worry does a lot of things to us physically over time, yes? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just read, I, I don't I don't know how it's it's the way. Um, worrying could cause you to have white hair, right? I think it's a given. But apparently, um, it was only like two weeks ago, science finally conclusively shown that, which I think that's kind of interesting. Um, you know, like, oh, I, I never knew. I thought that was like, science probably proved that a long time ago. But I guess they finally, I guess, you know, in terms of actually... Isolating things And that kind of factor. Okay So it does many things to us Right uh, Among the things Is sometimes when we're uh, Worried We also are what We're moving We're trembling We're shaking Okay So I think uh, God In God's word Is very aware God's very aware Of the human condition uh, Of anxiety Okay So when you go to The New Testament The word for anxiety Appears six times In the New Testament Okay Six times The word anxiety uh, Appear um, six times and all of it is negative. Okay, um, if tomorrow, if next week we will go over anxiety, I also want to go over um, even there's a right kind of concern that's not like bad, uh, not sinful. Okay, um, maybe we'll go through that. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, so in light of this, uh, let's look at the, some of the example. Let's turn with me to Matthew, thirteen, verse twenty-two. Okay, again, we're only looking at our first part thus far. Is what is anxiety? Okay, Matthew thirteen. Verse 22. Okay, Matthew 13, verse 22. And the one of whom... uh, By the way, let me... Before we go into this, Jesus is telling a parable. He's telling a story. It's not a real story, but it's a story so we can relate with a moral point of the lesson, okay? And the one whom seed was sown among the thorns, this is the man who hears the word. And the world... Worry of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Okay, Um, Matthew thirteen twenty two. When it says worry of the world, this is the word that is used here. Okay, that you're thinking about the things of uh, of things. It's you're of concern, and it what increases. I think we can make one observation here. Is this. I think sometimes we think, oh, if I uh, when we're worried, sometimes do we do we ever think this? I know I think this, if I'm honest, I, this is, I'm i honest, right? Sometimes I think, oh, if only I have A, if only I have B, C, or X, Y, Z, therefore I do not need to worry, okay? Um, you know, my mom is someone I'm hoping to still share the love of God to, right? And sometimes she says to me, like, oh, you know, um, being a pastor, why did you pick being a pastor? Uh, she doesn't say as much anymore now. But she used to say, like, why pick a pastor, right? You're not going to be, um, make as much money. And don't you know, money takes away the worries, a lot of worries. Um, but is that necessarily true? Is that always true? Okay, not necessarily. By the way, I think in general, the more stuff you have, the more what? The more worry you could easily have, right? Um, you know, Nancy and I, we made a, uh, again, this is our own personal decision. I'm not saying you guys do this, Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Our personal thing is we probably won't buy a house uh, because of our finance in living here Um, You know and like you know yours with certain population is always like oh you know Like why won't you buy a house that's not very smart why won't you do that But we personally decide to do that again this is not to say if you have a house it's not wrong The Bible doesn't say it's a sin to buy a house and actually I, I want you guys to have a house You know if you guys ever come to me and pray to have a house I'll gladly pray For that, obviously, with the priority that you love God too, okay. So don't ever feel like you ever get a house. You feel like, oh, it's kind of weird, Jimmy, to ask uh, to pray. Like Jimmy will feel jealous or anything. No, no, no. We we, we want people. You know, we want people to be that, okay. Um, uh, But at the same time, part of it is the if you have a house, you have more worries, right? When when the roof comes down, what happens? When the roof comes down, where you know I like what uh, um, Josh said earlier, right? Um, when you own more properties, suddenly that becomes, oh man, I need to repair someone else's, uh, the tenant that we rent. Do you see how that is? The more you have, the more concern you will have. Does that make sense? Um, the more money. You have the more you're concerned. The if you have stock portfolio, all these things, you're probably worried today that the stock went down. For instance, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So all that is example to say. Sometimes it doesn't take away more worries. You should be okay. And also, as well, also as well. Um, even myself teaching overseas, I know in one country in Southeast Asia, um, the person was always saying like, "Wow, Americans have so much money, right? Um, man, if only I lived there, I would have no worries." And I'm saying, oh man, if you have that mentality, you have, you know, that you would even have more worries. And then later on, the guy talked, and then he forgot. He told me, you know what? I moved to America ten years ago. He came to America to work. He thought, oh, you know what? If I make money, I could support when I become a pastor later by making the money. So he was working at a donut shop. And I asked him, it's so interesting. Oh, okay. So what made you go back? If America is so easy and wonderful, and he said, well, the work was so hard. It was just so stressful, right? And I was, huh? Interesting. But you made more money, and he says, "Yeah, I did." But then you went back, yeah, because it was stressful, huh? Um, <laughs> what's going on here? Okay. So I bring out this to say is this, okay? That sometimes we think so, but here we see in Scripture is so honest here what Jesus says with the worries of the world. Sometimes the more things you have, the more worry. It should be less. There's a sense, yeah, we should be. But at the same time, we could easily, because of our human nature, we get more worried of what we own, okay? So let's go back on. Okay, and let me say this too. Not having things could also bring an anxiety, okay? So it's actually a hard condition, okay? That just adding more material things doesn't necessarily solve the situation, okay? So let's go on with that, okay? So worry, I think, from looking at this verse, is a theological problem. Um, as you see here, it's, it takes you away from God, okay? As we see in Matthew. Okay. Um, Mark repeats this and also Luke, okay? So yet at the same time I also think this gives us hope. God is concerned about our anxiety because he talks about it. It appears in the word, okay? He talks about it. But let's go back with me also as well in 1st Peter chapter 5 verse 17. He's also concerned not because only we know he loves us and He cares for us because he talks about it in the Bible, but also look at 1st Peter chapter 5 verse 17. I love this verse. You see the word All your anxiety on him Okay In the Greek He puts that up forward Even though it's supposed to come After the verb Okay um, Just like uh, English right We usually have subject Verb And an object Okay <coughs> uh, I think Chinese Is generally like that too Right Woman Chunari Or whatever right um, uh, Subject Okay ahead, I don't have a 17
1: a uh, I'm
0: sorry uh, Verse 7 Verse 7. I don't know why I always say First Peter 5.17. Today when I was preparing, I, I also kept doing the wrong thing too. I kept on typing 17 uh, on my computer, but it's actually verse 7, okay? But I want to bring out here, it says, cast all your anxiety, okay? Not just some, okay? Uh, sometimes I know people can have the silly idea. Like, okay, maybe I'm worried about my house, but you know it's too materialistic. I'm not going to pray to them about it. Or maybe it was like, oh yeah, I really want to have a girlfriend. Or oh, I really want to have a boyfriend or whatever, okay? Oh, you know, it's not spiritual. Maybe God don't care about it. Then I you know, then you're worried. And then you could pray for worried about your own spiritual life, things of the church, your family. But God's word says here, all things you could what he's concerned about. And that should be a comfort, okay? So in knowing this as application, okay? Uh, do you know the symptoms of worrying? Okay. I've listed it here. I actually got this from the Mail Institute, okay? Um, but for the sake of time, we're going to move on, okay?
1: We're skipping all of that.
0: Yeah, okay? You could have the list, right? Feeling nervousness. I'm just going through real quick then because of Josh, okay? Sweating, trembling, right? Weak, okay? Um, you guys ever been worried that you guys end up talking to yourself? Okay? Uh, lack of sleep. Lack of sleep, okay? You can't sleep, okay? Um, sleepwalking walking. and talking, okay? Now, I'm going to be confessing here, okay? Um, a few years ago, there were some things with ministry, i never talked to myself before <laughs> until that moment. But, but, but when I talk to myself, it's not like I'm going weird. It's more like uh, I'm thinking about it, and then I end up actually saying it out loud. I think Nancy started noticing that, okay? Um, then I realized, oh, you know, if I'm talking to myself... <laughs> no, okay, let me say this. I don't hear voices, okay? None of that, okay? Don't worry. Uh, but it was more like uh, I'm thinking about it so much, I think I just start saying it out loud, right? Like I'm preaching or something was like that, okay?
1: Driving you crazy,
0: now. Yeah, driving me crazy. The okay? like
1: worrying and uh, talking to yourself... <laughs> I always found talking to yourself was kind of normal when I was working at uh, the Volunteers of America. There's like this lady who was my coworker, said like, Oh, it's normal to talk to yourself when like all of the like we're in the nerd club. So like, oh, oh like, yeah. yeah, you can just like always, oh, if you hear voices, that's okay. Just talk to the voices.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about the talking voices I got a
1: story okay. when I'm on stage it's, it's, There's a very difficult piece of music would, uh, Yeah, my thought would be oh, Shoot, you're screwed <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I would talk to myself like I'm more focused yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would say it loud
0: <laughs> Okay, wow, okay that, That's more normal than mine When I get really stressed about something I start saying what the other side is saying Like, don't give me trouble I'm saying it out loud so probably my wife thinks like <laughs> we're on vacation when this started happening, okay? But I bring this to say is that we need to cast our anxiety upon him, okay? We have the idea, okay? Uh, we're honest, we struggle with anxiety, okay? I'm I'm just sharing this and to say I'm, I'm a weirdo, I don't hear voices, but more of the idea that hey, man, we all struggle and we all need God's grace, okay? Um, so let's go to point number two. What do we need to do when we're uh, uh, do of anxiety? Let's look again in verses seven. There's two commands. There's two things we need to do. The first part is it says is first command is cast our anxiety to God. Oh man, I've got to add that in. Okay, cast our anxiety to God. Okay, um, so we ask the question is what is casting? Okay, uh, the word really is an energetic word is a decisive term, and I mean uh, the word unfortunately, and yeah, unfortunately, it just happened to be only the word is only used two times in scripture. Uh, so then let's go to the other time it's used to see what is the word casting Turn with me to Luke chapter 19, verse 35 Okay, Let's turn to Luke chapter 19, verse 35 Hannah, could you calm down, my uh, lady? Luke chapter 19, verse 35 We're going to look at a non-spiritual, everyday, mm-hmm. physical use of this term Okay, um, Luke chapter 19, verse 35 Josh, you look like you're a happy, motivated reader Would you want to read that out loud?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, thirty-five. Sorry, nineteen thirty-five.
1: They brought it to Jesus, and they threw their coats on the coat and put it, put Jesus
0: on it. Okay. In the context, this was actually the Sunday before Jesus Christ was gonna die. Okay. Actually, I think to me the most dramatic time in history was the last seven days. Well, actually, yeah, uh, the seven days. Beginning with the Sunday before Christ died, to the day he died, and then three days later raised from the dead, okay? Here is that what we often call Christians call Palm Sunday, the day Jesus Christ entered Jerusalem. <coughs> At that time a lot of people were celebrating him. They thought he was gonna be like a real uh, king, like a Roman Emperor. He's gonna win the Roman Empire. But Jesus was saying, Hey, I did not come for violence, okay? I'm not here for violence. I'm gonna die for people's sin instead, okay? But here people were celebrating Verses 35, when he was walked uh, on a colt, you know, riding on, on, on a colt, on a donkey, okay? Uh, people were greeting him by what? Palms they're waving at him. And they're also laying down their clothes for what? Him. For the donkey to go over. Basically, they're saying, hey, we welcome you. We think of you as very highly, okay? So when you see in verse 35, it says, they threw down their uh, coats. That's the same verb that is used. Uh, casting. Your anxiety upon okay? Now, this is interesting. Uh, It helps us think about what it means that uh, Peter says. And remember, Peter would have seen people cast what? Their clothes before what? Removing, taking off their coat, right? And then casting it. So he would have seen this. And then yet Peter used the same verb to say, you know what? With your anxiety, you need to what? Throw it upon God, okay? Casting, And just the same way when you cast something out You're removing it like the coat You're taking it out from you And you're taking it away And I think this gives us hope Because I think sometimes when we're very anxious We think oh we cannot be anxious But God's word whenever it tells you to do something He also gives you the ability to do that okay? It's saying removing your anxious thought away from you Okay, And so we see the command is We need to remove our anxious thought from our minds What do we cast down? It says all your anxiety. And I love how it says all your anxiety, not just some, okay? Everything, we could take it to him, okay? So who do we cast our anxiety to, okay? I find this is very helpful. For me, when I just think, uh, sometimes uh, when someone's anxious, when you say, oh, don't worry. Do you guys ever have this? The more they say don't worry, the more you feel like worrying. You guys ever have this? The more you say don't worry, the more it's like. So it's important what you cast your worry to. Um, I find it very helpful to actually talk it to God, okay? To cast it to God, okay? Because it says here on Him, okay? And Him here is referring to God. And what does it mean, uh, casting our anxiety? Basically, in a very practical way, it means praying to God about our worry, okay? Casting our anxiety to God means, practically means we're praying to God about what we are anxious about, okay? So that's what it literally means, is to pray to God about our worries, okay? So that's one command. But actually, if you look in the context, it's not just only we cast our anxiety. I think there's a second thing we need to do. Um, This is a little bit more of Greek grammar. Um, The word cast is actually a supporting word. In, in Greek is what is called a participle Okay The main verb Or the main action The main idea What you're supposed to do Is actually in verses 6 Okay If you guys are with me To 1st Peter chapter 5 verse 6 um, Could I have uh, Caleb read verses 6 out loud 1st Peter 5
1: verse 6 Therefore humble yourselves Under the mighty hand of God That he may
0: exalt you At the proper of your tongue. Okay, so the main verb is actually humble yourself This is something also when we deal with anxiety We need to humble ourselves, okay Uh, We need to humble ourselves before God And I think there is a relationship with anxiety um, Giving our anxiety to God and also humility Um, The more pride we have, could we be anxious? What do you guys think? Yes Yes, I think so, okay I think of it back in the day when, you know, like sometimes in different seasons of my life I'm much more prideful than others Time But sometimes when you're prideful Let's just say you're prideful for your intellect You meet someone smarter Could they be anxious? Yeah, you're going to be shown Just in case you'll be shown foolish Okay uh, I also think uh, Pride also sometimes assumes That we could do everything by ourselves We don't need God's help And sometimes my pride also says Okay I want to control this I, I, could, I could change this When there's some things beyond our control and then when I think I could have control over something I can't control, guess what happened? That leads to what? More anxiety. Okay? So there is a relationship between giving our anxiety to God and also our humility. Okay? So in fact, sometimes, like I said earlier, um, it's because of our pride that we could be even more, what? Anxious. Okay? Um, just think about the example. Um, like, you know, just talk about the house. Right? Uh, just an example. If I, if I say, oh, my worth... My value and my dignity comes from whether or not I own a house Uh, Could that become very anxious for me? Yeah, Yeah. okay That could be very anxious to say Because not only do I now want a house But now I'm also anxious because I feel, oh, people will look down upon me Does that make sense? People will say, oh, what's wrong with you? Okay. Um. Okay So in light of this, okay Uh, We see that we need to Also important to be humble Okay We're dealing with our our pride And part of that is also Humble enough to say Pride says we don't seek help But humility means We seek help from God first Okay By the way I think that's something to realize too Every help from people Is always limited Okay Uh, God's point is not To make you depend upon others Is to depend on God first Others help there is, but realize it's also limited if you're treating everyone the help that you should get from God that you're looking for people first or the church, you'll be very disappointed and be upset and hate them and that kind of thing okay and then they'll be wondering, oh we're helping you as much as we can, but there's things we cannot do okay so we need to humble ourselves okay so as application, pray to God about what you worry about okay um, what I do sometimes when I'm worried is also I go on walks I don't bring a book along, I just go walking. Praying to God Yeah yeah Sometimes I say it out loud Okay <laughs> Okay so um, That part is normal Okay you're, you're praying to God Okay So see the cat He said Okay Abigail likes Rebecca likes walking To see the cat Our neighborhood cat Okay Friendly cat Okay <laughs> A Second application is Pray to God To make you trust In Him more Okay I think it's appropriate To ask God Help me have faith Okay Help me increase faith Also remind yourself That God's help Is not always going to go According to your ways And you need to trust in Him, okay? I do believe, looking in my life, God has helped me But sometimes, most of the time, actually The way God helps me, is not the way I wanted it, okay? Because sometimes when I go through a trial Let's just say a physical pain, a back pain I want God to what? Remove it Does God remove it sometimes? Yes But sometimes God allowed that so that we could what? Grow through that, okay? Uh, So I think that's very, very important, okay? Um, So we need to pray for humility also as well, okay? In dealing with our trouble, you know, sometimes we're so sinful. Sometimes we could go through a hard thing, and we we become we add more difficulties, do we not? Sometimes somet- sometimes people go through a trial, and they could be sometimes be so filled with pride, and say, "Oh, I am better than. Look at me. I suffer more than others." And then our point in life is not to be comfortable, as our first thing, nor is it to be as miserable as possible, because sometimes people could be so like, "Oh, see, look at me. My trial is worse than yours." And they're still going through that And then you're like, okay Our point is actually to love God Whatever situation it is, okay In life So our point in life is not just to only be comfortable Nor just to go through trials Just to say, hey, look at me, okay mm. Both could be uh, pride, right Saying whether or not, hey, look How much God has blessed me I don't have trials trial like you I'm so comfortable, look at me, God bless me Money or everything else But the other side could also be pride also as well So our goal is to cast all our anxiety to God, okay but this, the third point is the most important. Oh man, we only have a few minutes left. I want to go over why should you handle your anxiety biblically. Why should you go to God in prayer? Why should you cast your anxiety to God? Um, sometimes we feel like, we, I want to cast our anxiety to God, but I can't. So we want to go over why we should cast our anxiety to God. I love verses 7. 1 Peter 5.7, the second half. Um, ben Wartz, are you able to read 1 Peter 5.7? Again, so pay attention. Yeah. Okay. let's read that. But then pay attention to the second half, which gives us the reason why. Okay, first Peter five seven. Uh, then Um,
1: cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you.
0: Yeah. So the word because get there gives a reason, <laughs> and why should we? Why should we cast our anxiety on this verse? God cares for us. Yeah, because God cares. Okay, God has many attributes. But I love how Peter at this time He didn't mention justice, holiness Or the anger of God or any of that Right now, people are dealing with anxiety He's going to focus on That He cares for us Okay, uh, He cares for us Do you remember earlier Also Psalm 55 verse 22 I mentioned is so much Looks very similar to 1 Peter 5 7 mm-hmm. This is why I think it is important to Whenever we read the Bible To go from Old Testament and New um because I think it's I think the Bible is almost like a puzzle piece. If you look at one puzzle piece, you could look at that one piece and anyone here like playing puzzles? Yes. Uh, I do, okay? Uh, you look at one piece, you're like, Okay, that's a, nice. But then when you see another piece and connect, do you see more of a bigger picture? Yeah. Then when you put the whole picture, you're like, Oh whoa, this is the whole mosaic of of God's beauty and depths with it, okay? If sometimes you look at one piece you'll be like, Oh what does that fit in? Why is this even there? Do you guys ever have this? And then therefore you see other pieces and say, oh, okay, that's why, how it fits together, okay? Same thing like art. I don't know if you guys have ever seen people drawing art. Sometimes you think, what are they doing? Uh, and then you're like, oh, okay. Then after a while, you're patiently looking. Oh, that's why they painted this way. And then, oh, wow, okay, I, I see what they're doing I s- with that. I
1: say the same thing when I'm drawing too.
0: Oh, really? Really? Okay. So what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I like the example of because uh, Jim sometimes takes video like when he um it goes really fast which of uh, a long time period because you're looking at that you're thinking like oh what is what's gonna appear you know why why is this tar- spot dark and everything is light It's oh okay this fits in is this is someone's eyes or is this is someone's nose or is this someone's hair. Okay, that's an example. I think we also need to approach the Bible that same way. Patiently like, say, okay, I don't see what's going on. But then as you see the unfolding from Genesis to Revelation, oh, okay, this is why the Old Testament leads us to, with that, okay? So let's turn with me to Psalms 55, verse 22. I want it gives us more reason why we should cast our anxiety upon God. Uh, so it is similar, okay? Uh, Psalms 55, verse 22. Could I have um, Josh read that out loud? Psalms 55, verse 22. Psalm 55 verse 22
1: Cast your burden upon the Lord And He will sustain you He will never allow the righteous to be shaken
0: Okay, so two more points Okay, second one is He will sustain you Okay, very similar to caring But this idea that you will You know, He will give you sustenance He will allow you to endure Through your trials But then there's a third part And this part makes us feel uncomfortable It says He will allow the righteous to be he would never allow the righteous to be shaken And He would say, Amen Until we start thinking a little more Hey, yeah, are we really that righteous? Then we realize uh, I, I don't know about you, if I could be honest I am a sinner, okay? I am a sinner, okay? I am ungodly, okay? Last year, you guys know I usually go to a shepherd's conference Which is a pastor's conference Pastors are sinners too You guys realize pastors wear the pants the same way like you do? One leg at a time, okay? What's the most awkward thing to see is to see When someone's on stage getting upset Oh man, that's really crazy, right? Like the main speaker getting upset Last year something happened, okay? During a Q&A and this person got upset And you realize, oh wow, we're all sinner, And that man is a more godly man than I am, okay? Knows God's word much more He's the president of a seminary, okay? Well there's more than one president of seminar there during that conference okay I bring up to say is this when it says he would never is allow it the on righteous video? yeah, it's on video okay if you really want it, I could forward it to you okay uh, yeah, I could send it to you okay' oh um, uh, it wasn't a freak out no it wasn't uh, so there was no cussing okay don't don't picture his cussing maybe uh, make it um, maybe make it sound more worse than this the guy was still under control, okay. Um, But you can see the guy Was turning red Okay Um, If you really want it I can send it (laughs) later But this is recorded Okay And I love the guy Um, There was one point in my life I thought I would love To do a PhD And I would love to do A PhD in his seminary But that's another story Another time Okay Um, So let's go back on I realize to say When it says He would never allow The righteous to be shaken Yet we're not righteous But this is where The psalm says what Christ came and He died for us Okay In the book of Psalms Did he predict That he will die For our sins to make us righteous? Yeah. Psalms 22. Let's turn to Psalms 22. We're not going to read the whole thing. But Psalms 22 is a thousand years before Christ died. Eric, even last week, was saying this is my favorite psalm, right? During the psalm, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You know, he's talking about his suffering, right? If you look at verse 16, for instance, dogs are surrounding me, band of evildoers, right? They pierce my hands and feet. Okay, Who is this person That's been captured By his enemies? And pierced It's not King David Because King David Was always victorious As a military king No one's ever Pierced his arms And his feet Who is this person? Jesus Christ Jesus Christ Okay It's one of three prophecies In the Old Testament That predicted That Messiah Will be what pierced It is about the Messiah Because Psalms 22 Is about Messiah suffering Psalms 23 Is about the Savior Being a shepherd Right Remember the part The Lord is my shepherd I shall not want and Psalm 24 is the Lord is my King. He's going to come back as a ruling King one day, okay? So this is how we could be made righteous, is that Christ came and He died for us. And when I struggle with anxiety, I know there's so many things I don't have. Oh, I don't know why people go into the hospital, visitation, certain people in our church suffer, godly individuals, right? I don't know why, why certain individuals have cancer. I don't know why certain things in my life, things happen this way. Is so not question this is our answer right now. But yet, at the same time, what keeps me going as I look towards Christ. The thing, one thing I do know is that Christ came. He died to make me righteous. Not by my own power. But then He will say, He will sustain me, and He will love me. And He will help me through my trials. And we need to focus on that. That's the reason why we could cast our anxiety upon Him.
1: Okay?